This is Throwback to School <laughs> podcast where we review things we liked in high school. Um, I am here today wearing my uh, uniform required trench coat, Detective Jolly here. And with me is joined, uh, is joined with me today is Detective Takahashi. Yep, it's me. Not Ice T, Andrew T. <laughs> yes, wrong show. What? <laughs> He's in the universe. Yeah, yes, I guess the universe of New York. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, welcome, Andrew. Thanks for welcoming me, Liza. You're welcome. Nice to see you in your trench coat. Yes, doesn't it look good? Uh huh. Whoa, it's so noisy. <laughs> As trench coats are. Mm-hmm. It's some good. It's a work. lot of swooshing. So much swooshing from that real trench coat you're wearing. I like your tie. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And joining with us today is another uh, trench coat wearer. Detective. The detective. Not mm-hmm. like a perv on the street trying to sell watches. Pervert on the street. <laughs> Do you want to buy a watch though? <laughs> I'm just curious. Lewis, welcome. Thank you for having me on. First time ever. Yes. How does it feel? It's exciting. Oh, that's Duh. good. Not scary. I think oh, no, there's, have... there's tremendous anxiety. Uh, oh, okay, wrong. great. Yeah. <laughs> that's all we want <laughs> is installing fear exactly. into all of our guests. Thank you so much for coming today, Lewis. I'm excited to be here. Um, Liza, I know from my own podcast, Spoiled Again, and uh, Andrew, I hope to have you on one of these days. Yes. Ooh. Ed does as well. That was nice. Yeah, it was very smooth. Yeah. yeah. Very nice official uh, invitation. Wow. And I'm putting you on the spot by having it in the recording, so you have to say yes or no right uh, now. Oh, shit. Uh, 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 can I answer later? Uh, <laughs> on another Just episode? Just where... peeing my pants. <laughs> put this hot lamp over you real yeah. quick here. Uh, uh, detective, I... Uh, <laughs> Confess. Yeah. I'll be one of those people that they come across working at the docks and they question, well, they cannot stop. Yeah. Uh, moving, unloading moving, some yeah, truck. Unloading yeah. something, yeah. With a bad Brooklyn accent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I might have seen him. Oh, boy. <laughs> hey. I drove through New York once. <laughs> you did? I did. And you just rolled the window down and heard yeah. all the accents yeah. as you went by. Yeah. And that is, got it. <laughs> Forget wow, about you. it. You were such a quick learner. Yeah. Forget about it. I am walking here. I thought you were driving. Uh-oh. Oh, continuity, man. Yeah. Dang it. Use I it. Ruined it. Use it. <laughs> anyway, Lewis, um, yes. as we do per usual, I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions and uh, be honest. All right. Let me get the hot lamp over there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what years did you go to high school? Uh, from 89 to 93. Cool. So in the 80s, I was just barely in high school. And uh, I think that makes me your oldest guest so far. So far, yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. Yep. We don't have badges, but we should maybe stop making them. Maybe. Yeah, I, think, uh, I know a trophy shop near here. so Perfect. Yeah. Um, and you went to high school here in Seattle? Uh, I went to, I started high school in uh, Alexandria, Virginia, at a place called Thomas Jefferson High School for Science and Technology, which is a magnet school for nerds mm. from the Fairfax school system. And um, around February of that first year, I moved out to Bremerton. My dad's in the Navy, so that's what you do. 
You're and, a needy uh, brat. I am. Yeah. I did not know that. And then MXPX got your life story and yes. then wrote a song about it. Exactly. Moved, that, to, moved to Bremerton. That song is 100% accurate, as is the Sir Mix-a-Lot song, The Girls of Bramalow. Mm. <laughs> I was thinking put them on the glass, but... Moving on. <laughs> I understand what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, cool. Can you tell us what the song was that we listened to at the beginning of this episode? Um, I've already forgotten the title, but that was Midnight Oil, which was a Australian band that was massive uh, in the early 90s. Beds that? Are Burning. Beds Are Burning, yes. Okay, that was their massive big hit. Um, Were you listening to this in a loop in your bedroom? I think I had the whole album on, on loop, but yeah, that, that one and... Talking Heads and the Mappy Giants, and um, yeah, I made a list somewhere, and it's long gone, so I, uh, yeah. Uh, did you put it on a mixtape? I did make mixtapes Is this the most millennial shit I've ever said? You've said some pretty millennial shit before, okay, so cool. don't worry about it. When, when you start calling me a boomer, that'll be it, so. <laughs> okay, boomer. Wait for it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I made, um, I didn't have a CD, like, player until 90... One to two, mm-hmm. so about halfway through high school. Yeah. So MP3 hadn't been invented yet, I don't think. It no. was um, the dark days of uh, carrying the music around. I didn't have one of those giant books full of D- uh, CD sleeves, though. I never quite evolved my musical collection that far. Mm. But that was the kind of thing you'd have in your car, and then it would get stolen, and you'd be real bummed about it. Yeah, you have to you recollect CDs again. Back then. Exactly. Oh. Yeah, I had yeah. a, I had one of those. I brought it to school with me every day, <gasps> and it did get stolen. But the person who stole it was your friend. No, was a like a friend, friend's friend, and so like he <laughs> found out. Yeah, you. it was very high school, and so like he <laughs> found out that it had been stolen, and then he went and got it back for me. Which oh, nice. that's nice. Yeah, were all the CDs in it still? Uh, probably. I don't mm. know. They were like, like the sort of CDs everybody had when I was in high school. Like, yeah. The then first- why would you steal them? I don't know because it was high school and they were like, "Let's be Easy. bad." And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow, so bad. Most high schools are still like small towns. Everyone kind of knows everyone's right. Business, yeah. So it's I mean, hard to get at, away with that kind of thing. At some point, I was friends with the guy who had stolen the CDs <laughs> from me. You. So it was yeah. Water under the bridge. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> cool. What uh, do you want to tell us about what we watched today, Lewis? A little bit. We watched the first and last episode of Law and Order. The long-running uh, cop and legal procedural from uh, that ran for 20 years from 1990 to 2010. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whew. That's a lot of episodes. We didn't watch the whole thing, though. No. Uh, you know, but I, you have. I have. Uh, we, uh, you know, we, we talked about this podcast starting about five or six weeks ago. You've had plenty of time to get all 450 episodes under your belt. Uh, of course I did. Uh. <laughs> so I'm a little disappointed that we only watched the two episodes. <laughs> But uh, yeah, um, I was a massive fan of this, and particularly the six, first six seasons, which were on A and E. Once they went into syndication, and in college, I watched them all over and over and over again. Um, and uh, did you own them? No, they were just on on A and E like twice a day. Oh, I, on re- sorry, yes, yeah, on reruns. I, I would actually. Um, didn't have cable or anything at my um, apartment in college, so but I went home every weekend for my job. I'd put a VHS tape into the VCR, set the timer to record the episodes, and it would just fill up with six or eight hours of Law and Order. And nice. That would sustain me all week. <gasps> and then you kept those VHS tapes? 
Unfortunately, no, I didn't keep any VHS tapes. <laughs> They're in a Goodwill somewhere, probably. Oh. Where they have someone's like kid taking their first steps on them or something. <laughs> Re-recorded on top. Yeah, yep. you can sort of like because VHS is if you like they just sort of get blended together. So it's like kids taking the first step and then like cut to like Sam Waterston just like <laughs> screaming. Was he, in the, was he? Was he there for our kid's first birthday? That would be amazing. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Cool. Um, do you rewatch them now? Uh, do you re- like go back to it? I wish I could go back to them more, but they are not streaming anywhere. I ended up having to buy the DVDs uh, so we could watch them. Yeah, that was the most disappointing part. It's amazing how, like, when something's not streaming, like the ease of, uh, that we have access to yeah. things now. It's like I, I mean, I went to, I bought the last episode on iTunes. And I was like going to buy the first episode, but it was not available. So like I thought about going to Scarecrow and like renting the DVD. But like mm-hmm. this is like how things were not that long ago. But now that like everything is streaming, it just mm-hmm. feels like such a chore. It's so weird to like to... watch something that's not on Netflix or Prime yeah. or whatever. And it's it, especially for such a huge show like that. Yeah, like that's insane to me that nobody has. And people will go back and rewatch oh, yeah. it. There's huge fans. Absolutely. I mean, there's a, a huge amount of SVU missing as well, I gather. Mm-hmm. Um, and that show's in, that's still on the air, right? 21 it's seasons in, or yeah. something. Yeah. Uh, and there are a bunch of other spin off series like Law and Order UK, uh, Law and Order Trial by Jury, Criminal Intent. Yeah, Criminal Intent, of course. Criminal Intent is with uh, D'Onofrio. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that yep. one is weird. That one is weird. Well, just D'Onofrio is scary as a cop. I don't know. <clears throat> anyway. Um,. Yeah, that was kind of disappointing that it wasn't on streaming, and I'm surprised. My guess is that maybe NBC's just been working on a streaming thing of their own, like they CBS have, has. They have the Peacock um, streaming app coming out soon, which I assume everything will be on. Are you saying Pe- order. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Are you saying Peacock because we're that's not allowed to of, say NBC on No, that's here? the name of their like their streaming service. Oh, is okay. Peacock. Yeah. That's, mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, NBC, take notes. <laughs> Liza does We've got not give you to tell you over that. <laughs> we need to go straight to this app. We need to go to Comcast or whoever runs them these days. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, before we go through the synopsis of the episodes, mm-hmm. um, Louis, what, uh, can you describe what things you like to do in high school besides watching Law & Order? Uh, that was pretty much it. I did have a car back then, a sweet 89 Ford Escort. Nice. And I like to drive around Bremerton and go to the mall in Silverdale. That's the awesome high school destination. Yeah. What did I like to do? Were you in any clubs in high school? Did you do drama? Did you do... I, I thought dra- you said, oh. did you go to any clubs? Did you go clubbing? <laughs> did you go clubbing? Oh, yeah. All the all those underage clubs in Bremerton. Yeah. I went to went them all the time. <laughs> Um. Yeah. The the what is it? The uh, the red rooster, the white pig, and the blue moon. That's the the Bremerton tour. Okay. Um. Uh, let's see. I did do a play. Um. In my senior year, my AP English teacher, Mr. Bidwell, was the drama uh, advisor. I guess uh, or something. And mm-hmm. uh, he basically just needed bodies for one of his plays. Uh. What was that called? I can't even think of the play I was in. So I, mm. he pulled me into a minor role, and uh-huh. uh, I did that. Did you hate it? Uh, it wasn't bad. I basically mm. just had to burst on to the climax of the first act and arrest a bunch of people nice. and carry someone at some point. Nice. 
And, Still uh, copulated. Yes. You're on a theme, man. I was wearing a trench coat uh, oh, on stage. Oh, shit. Wow. <laughs> True cop attire. Exactly. Um, can you give us a synopsis of the first episode of the first season? So it's called Prescription for Death. And it has um, John Spencer, who you may know from the West Wing as Leo McGarry. Uh, he uh, brought his daughter in, his 18-year-old daughter, into the ER for a sore throat. And within minutes of her getting there, she has a cardiac arrest and passes away. And so he goes to the cops and they're like, uh, people die in the hospital all the time. I don't know if we can like do anything about this, but it turns out that there was a combination of overworked interns and a negligent doctor who was supervising them, who uh, allowed the girl to get a drug, which caused a uh, fatal drug interaction. Yes. And so they prosecute the doctor and it's a very tricky thing to prosecute a doctor for a dead patient. Right. But then they, should I finish it off? They, yeah, they, go for they it. follow him. Uh, they have like a lunch break in the middle of his testimony. A cop follows him and observes him drinking six bourbons and confirms that they, uh, what they were suspecting, which is that he's a, a high functioning drunk. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he was probably drunk when he operated on the, or prescribed for the girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, this, uh, death, reveals a whole huge issue of this head of a the, hospital. The four horsemen death? Is what? a character on the show shows up? <laughs> you <laughs> drink on the job. It turns out that whenever death shows up with his big scythe, they yeah. don't throw him out of the ER, which they're supposed to. It's hospital regulation. You can't. He's like, uh, death, you, you got to wait yeah. in the waiting room. Oh, death. Is family only in here? But I... <laughs> death? All right. Take <laughs> you gotta wait in you. the waiting yeah. room. <laughs> take your ti- take your ticket. Um, take your ticket. Your number. Don't they give you a number like at the in butcher the, shop? In have you been to a hospital before? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I've been to pick up prescriptions and they give you a ticket there. <clears throat> hmm. They don't. They don't have to triage you with prescription. Like, oh, you really need these antivirals to clear this up. That's you know? fair. But, uh, yeah, there was a, a character that didn't know how to say antibiotics. Did you catch that? Oh, you didn't. Uh, I didn't see it. <laughs> There's the dad I at the beginning. It. Does it? He said oh, antibiotic. Antibiotic, and I was like, uh, I they wonder, should have retaken that. I shot. wonder if that's just like a regionalism or something. Because I have never. In addition to being an actor, he is a grown man who must have encountered antibiotics. In and his English lifetime. is his first language. Like yeah. it sounded like something I'd say. Like not understanding what to like do I've, with eyes in a word. I feel like I've heard of the, heard that in the wild, but I don't know for sure. Antibiotic. So. Antibiotic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, it sets up a rhyme from anti, so yeah. it's kind of nice. I don't know. <laughs> You gotta start saying that now. Some people like to have fun when they're talking words, you know. Yeah, <laughs> talking words. You are do. weird, <laughs> Doctor. I'm sick. Could I get some antibiotics? Antibiotic, please. Me? <laughs> go, uh, go back to the waiting room and take a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> and take this uh, dictionary with you. Yes. Um. Yes. So the uh, the death reveals a whole bunch of secret drinking from the head of the hospital. Um, the trickiest part about watching this episode for me is that there are a lot of middle-aged white men in suits and it's a little hard to keep track of who's who. (laughs) Um, that was the biggest problem, especially because a lot of the actors, perhaps they were like, I don't know if it's like actors that were 
that have always been in TV. And so uh, in 1990, they're like, oh, it's that guy from this other thing. And I just like don't have the knowledge of that or they're brand new actors or something. The only ones I recognize were big from Sex and the City, which is one of the two cops. Mm-hmm. And Chris yeah. And uh, the captain because he becomes the captain in the SVU or uh, yeah. Law and Order, which I watched way more. Don Cragen is the character. Mm-hmm. Was uh, Jerry Orbach in the first episode? He didn't start until season three. Wow. Yeah, they actually had two. So it was kind of a junior cop, senior cop, <laughs> and the two senior cops um, just didn't last more than one season. Okay. The first one, they actually, he wanted more money, I think, so they actually just killed him off at the start of the second season. He and, dies. Yeah, they killed him, but they, they didn't like show him. So they just like his his wife is looking through the blinds in the front of their house, and they just show a guy in a trench coat. It's raining, and he gets shot right in front of their house. But so that way they didn't actually have to like so add lazy. the actor, you know, bring the actor back to yeah. get killed. This is screen. what you you want more money. Here's what we'll do. This is yeah. the this sorry. This is the big character. Yeah, um, Max Greavy. Yeah. Okay. And then wow. the he second detective. Turns out he had big things in his future. Oh my God. <laughs> but not a big salary. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. That was the only tricky part about watching this episode. I was very impressed that I kept being very like interested and focused by the story because for being 1990, like procedural, it's, it's pretty slow. Um, and me being a millennial, it's like. You gotta have like something happening. You every, wanted like, something ripped minutes. from the headlines. Yes, much like the last. A episode. lot of blood and like <laughs> texting. And yeah, there was none of that. So um, I think they were really going for realism. They never yeah. like you never see them shooting suspects. Uh, sometimes in a little teaser before the credits, mm-hmm. there are other cops who are involved in shootouts. But it's really rare that these cops even draw their guns. Yeah, and I was watching the first season, noticing they drew their guns probably three or four times. And I don't think they did anything like that in later seasons. Yeah. They just, it's not about gunplay or action. It's a, it's like about the procedure of investigation. Yeah. Most of the action happens. Uh, yeah. The first five minutes, the, the pre credit scene of telling you who's dying. Mm-hmm. Um, and this first episode, it's not, it's like at a hospital. It looks like an ER episode when you yeah. first start. There's like a lot of running around. Clue and, dogs there. Yeah, clue dogs there and uh, other people. Other and, people from ER. And they're like, what is this? We thought we were in Chicago. Is this New York? We're so confused. Is ER in Chicago? Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah. Dick Wolf, the creator of Law & Order franchise, he also created like Chicago Med and Chicago PD. And mm. so he's got a whole second oh, franchise going on. Yeah. In Chicago. City. The yeah. Chicago-verse. Interesting. Um, is Dick Wolf still alive? I think so. Yeah. He's, he, so he's just done that his whole life at this point. I mean, it is like one of the more, like he has to be one of the more like famous executive producers and like. Yeah. Well, like he's got the, big ass bold letters every single episode yeah, of mm-hmm. all those shows. So he's like the most famous It seems producer. like he still does some writing, but I think mostly he just cashes the checks because those shows probably pay him every time they rerun right. somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's got 50 shows. Yeah. So he they have been actually, on forever. He probably has a staff that signs his name to endorse all the shows. <laughs> right, yeah. And also, those shows are there writers anymore? They kind of write themselves at this point. There are writers. I I, I know yeah. what you mean <laughs> in that. Like they just. I mean, it's not like somebody from the newspaper runs over and says, "Act this out." <laughs> <laughs> like somebody does write up the script. 
That's one of those dialogue. Uh, yeah. improv police procedurals. Extra, <laughs> extra, yeah. <laughs> extra, extra. Hey, boys, here's your new story today. <laughs> okay, right. you guys got it? Turn on the camera. Yeah. We're, let's go. And action. <laughs> The uh, the first season is great because they had all of the '80s basically to choose their sort of headlines to rip episodes from, uh, whereas in later episodes, later seasons, they had to sort of pick contemporary ones. But this one uh, was based on an '84 case. Okay, a girl named Libby Zion died in the hospital of a similar drug interaction, and it was really just because the intern was sleepy or something. He'd been working like a 36 hour yeah. shift, and so they actually passed a law to change. How long doctors can work yeah. uh, in a week and in a day and stuff like that. Hmm. So, mm-hmm. well, and, and it, well, I, I think nowadays too that like there's more than one person that looks at a chart, yeah, and like make triple checks like what uh, gets prescri- prescribed to someone um, one even hopes, in an emergency. I'm sure that varies from state to state. So, yeah, and and like there's a whole debate in the movie, or at least the the excuse that a lot of the medical professionals in this episode or or like yeah we are professionals and we know what we're doing but there's still like a very important percentage of like shit is gonna happen like we're not like the the drunkard doctor like has this quote about like we're we're um doctors not magicians or whatever like there's just always this like chance that we're gonna fuck up and it's not even a fuck up because like people's bodies react differently to different things which i mean he's still a drunkard and totally like fucked up on in this Mm -hmm. particular case but it's it's hard to i mean it's a difficult topic because on the one hand that's true they can't save everyone uh sick people go to them and Mm -hmm. and but on the other hand doctors do make a lot of mistakes yeah and they aren't always held accountable for them and medical mistakes kill like hundreds of thousands of americans every year so it's it's tough they um, definitely do a good job at the realism of it. I felt like the first episode, um, and then the last episode too. Andrew, do you want to do a synopsis of the last episode? The last episode. I mean, they in the 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 like description for season twenty on iTunes. I think it literally says like season twenty ripped from the headline. So it was like every episode was probably like a. Oh, this was something that happened recently. Yeah. And in the <coughs> That's probably in, true for many seasons. Yeah. <laughs> in um in season twenty, the like we said, the cast has mostly changed over. So it's Jeremy Sitko, I think is the actor. Sisto. Sisto. Yeah. yeah. Uh Anthony Anderson, Sam Waterston, and like I Sam Waterston also is in like one scene of this episode. I thought he was like by this he, point like the main he, actor he was for a long time but he basically went into Stephen hill's job as the senior da which meant he pulled way back in his scenes sure uh so linus roach who's really just a you know jack mccoy clone yeah in terms of attitude and unfriendliness towards the constitution uh, uh-huh. he, he he becomes the sort of forefront da or ada hmm. um so the um so they find the how did the the lieutenant found like a website that so the 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 episode starts it's, it, it's so funny like the first how the story starts and like where it goes are so like oh yeah you forget that that's the same episode right. because basically they end up on this uh uh like somebody's blog somebody's like violent prone blog mm-hmm. by like 
mistake through this like teenage girl played by a 35 year old woman whose parents like dig through her laptop and she That's right. has been sending That's right. nude pictures I was to, to some dude's yeah. blog. It's was, so freaking weird. I was trying to remember how they got to the blog and that was the thing. Yeah, was like, she it was, gets yeah. busted. She gets busted. And then the parents find the part of the blog where it's not about n- women's nudity and it's more about like this person inciting and, violence. Yeah, and, and like, so they go, to, they go to the cops for some to yeah. like get them to stop this blog. It's also like the way that they talk about the internet and blogs, if you told me this episode was made in 1989, I would have believed it because yeah. it was just like, it was like, now click on this link on the blog. Yeah. And like, you know, like they're talking about blogs like your like 70 year old grandpa would talk about blogs. Yeah. They also say the word blog a lot. Like yeah. we just have in the last minute. Right. And it's very like, we're using the cool lingo yeah. right now. And like, this is, <laughs> in to, like, the, to the writers, it's probably like a brand new word to them. Yes. I know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Have you heard of these blogs? <laughs> what, do, what do you think? Should we do an episode about it? Yeah, they're really cool. So they find... The kids are all like, about yeah, blogs. They find out that this guy has these links to a different person. Like, they bust him. They find out he had linked somebody else's video of the pipe bomb, like, building pipe bombs and stuff. So now they're trying to track down who made the original video. And, like, this person is clearly planning, like, an attack. Mm-hmm. On a school. On a school. So they go to like six different people that they think it might be or that they think is going to lead them to this person. Eventually they end up, it leads them to like a disgraced teacher mm-hmm. who like one other teacher's like, don't forget he's so nice. And I'm like, he's about to shoot up a fucking school. Like, yeah. that's like, like, no, he was a good guy. The system got him. And I'm like, yeah, the system might've been unfair to him and like gotten him out down. That doesn't like mean that like, right. well, you have to understand this is why he's going to kill hundreds of children mm-hmm. is because the system screwed him over. It's like, he might've been a bad guy right. to begin with. So his issues on his right. own, like the indie show throughout the episode, you understand the whole concept of, rubber rooms yeah is yeah. that a real thing it, it was uh right around when they would have been writing this episode a, a documentary called the rubber room came out oh. also has disappeared from the internet and streaming wow interesting I look for it. but there's a really good episode of this american life about it hmm. uh, but yeah the new york city public schools basically had such a difficult contract with their teachers union that they couldn't fire people who like like you know threw a chair at a kid or you know to grope to kid or something like that. And so they would just reassign them to what they call a reassignment center, uh, where they just sat on their hands all day, basically just did their taxes or, you know, you're doing your taxes, <laughs> uh, just, um, you know, reading or doing, just assign them to do nothing at a particular location. But they have to show up to get paid during exactly. their, their suspension. Yeah. And I read that, um, typically the length of time they were there and it, like they they had a case so, you know uh, they would have appealed and stuff like that mm-hmm. um but their cases would take on average 3 years jeez and one of them uh was in the rubber room for 10 years wow which means it had been going on for quite a, t- a time yeah. and um yeah it, they eventually like when they renegotiated the contract after that documentary came out the rubber rooms had to go away mm-hmm. so they're gone now but that was a real thing yeah. Jeez. Sorry, I was looking at my phone. I was trying to pull up a scene from the episode, and it's a, a scene where they're talking to I what I assume were like weapons experts or something, and like their readings of their lines were so stiff that it seemed like they were just reading off of cards behind the camera. But I couldn't. I wasn't able to connect. So. Yeah, there's some there's some acting in both episodes that I I, I was like, ooh, that's a little that's that's not what I was expecting. Yeah, it's, it's such a huge. 
uh, pretty fair production show. Well, maybe mm-hmm. not the very first, but like, but the and like by two thousand and ten, yeah. Like they they've got a good budget. They can pay some actors that had gone through a couple classes at they've, least. Yeah. They've always been one of those shows though, where if you are an actor in New York, you will end up on that show. At some right. Point. Yeah. yeah. Either um, as a dead body or. Yeah, and know, and any actor that is famous now that is that like started their career in New York has had a shot oh, yeah. or like um, Philip Seymour Hoffman's first role was in a first season episode of Law and Order. Really? Yeah, huh. he's great. as a victim or he's a um, one of a one of three rapists in a gang. Hmm, fun. Along with uh, <laughs> Gil Bellows, also in that gang. Huh. Yeah, it's like everyone out of New York has had a shot at that show. If you were an actor in New York and you weren't in a Law & Order, huh, good yeah. luck, buddy. Did not survive. Good luck. <laughs> you're trying to get a job and it's like, I don't see Law & Order on yeah. your resume here. Yeah. What's going so, on? Um, yeah. Says you're from New York and no L&O on here? Yeah. What, what happened, man? Yeah. What's what's going on? I think we're going to pass on you Why today. Why do you Sorry. Law & Order, yeah. man? What's your problem, Dick Wolf? <laughs> um, the issue I had with acting is in the first episode, the not... Not the big character. Sorry, I can't remember so this dude's Chris name. So, Chris is uh, uh, Mike Logan, the younger cop. Yes, and then the the other cop, played by George Zunza. Zunza. Yeah, How Max Greavy. Yes. Um, at, does he get better? Yes. Okay, because the first episode, it's a lot of him yelling to like make a point, and I... I feel like that's like learn how to act besides just like shouting at you to make a point. Like it was very distracting because he would randomly shout for no reason. Yeah, I feel like he only had one mode for sort of showing that he's like amped up about something. Mm -hmm. And yeah, he he continued doing that a bit, but I feel like he was in in general a good actor. Okay. Yeah. Um. Do we want to do surprise prize? Well. How do we want to rate how, it? Yeah, how did you? How did everybody feel about watching it today? I feel great about it. <laughs> I mean, it's it's still one of my favorite shows. Seeing an old episode takes me back to the '90s, but mm-hmm. not in a bad way. And uh, yeah, seeing the finale, I, I remembered what a great finale it was. It didn't try to like wrap up every character. It just kind of was an episode that happens to be the last episode of the show, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was interesting to see a modern TV finale because, like, like you said, like a lot of TV finales, they try to wrap up everything. You know, like mm-hmm. you, there, it, the, if this had been made today, you would have felt like there was like a serial killer that the Law and Order staff has been trying to catch for seven seasons, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then in the finale they finally get him. Mm-hmm. But like this was like they wrapped up. Um, I forget the lieutenant's name, but Van uh, Buren. Van Buren. They wrap up that like she might have cancer, mm-hmm. and then at the end of the episode, she gets a call that you know, shirt she's clean. She's mm-hmm. she doesn't have any cancer. She's cancer free, and so that was like sort of the like bow at the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like a we finally did it. We mm-hmm. solved the case. We can close the unit. Yeah. you know, yeah. sort Shut of thing. The precinct. Then. Yeah, and <laughs> the, it was just like there's no it, more crime in New York right. City. It was sort of just like a this is the end of the show, but in in the universe, this these people will continue to solve crimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're just done telling you their stories. Mm-hmm. I feel like the closest thing because I was thinking after 20 years they didn't even try to do 
uh, like a reunion shot. Yeah. The closest thing they got to is to have a party for her. So you have at least both the lawyers and the cops in the But it same wasn't room. like everybody from the show comes in right. and says, hey, remember us? <laughs> Which they could I'm have the ghost done. Of yeah, <laughs> just like in the corner, like nodding his head. Turns out you didn't actually see me die. You just saw my trench coat fall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we thought you, uh-uh, uh. <laughs> I mean, that's one of the things I really like about the show. They were born in 90 before it was traditional to have like a season arc. Yeah. And so you just didn't have that at all. But also it wasn't about the characters. And you get a little glimpse of the characters. Like at the end of the first one, uh, we find out that ben, um, ben Stone's dad was a heavy drinker at lunch, just like the doctor. And that's how he knew right. what to look for. But like that's like the most glimpse you get into their lives. It's just like one line here and there. Um, except for the occasional season finale, they would really go into it, and I hated that, actually. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, and so this one is just like they are going to go on their lives, solve crime the next day, perfect finale. Sure. Do they ever have stories throughout the 20 uh, years that last longer than one episode? They had some two-parters. Yeah. Um, but in general, no. Um, they did also have three crossovers with Homicide Life on the Streets, Hmm. Um, which is how Richard Belzer's character Munch jumped from Homicide That's right. to SVU. Oh. And um, that was also interesting because those are actually from different networks, so it took a lot of wrangling to get an ABC show to cross over with an NBC show. Interesting. But making the same universe, they, they um, made yeah. it interesting and kind of, uh, so, you know, with multiple crossovers, it was some continuity. Mm-hmm. Do they have basically a different duo of cops every season? How many did they go um, through? They went through, I would say, about 10 or 12 cops over 20 years. Okay. They never replaced both at once. Oh, um, so like one will die or leave or whatever, out, yeah. and then they'll introduce a new one, and then this one will retire, and so they'll introduce a second new one, and then yep. it goes on and on. What about the lawyers? They also recycle through different ones, yep, right? they do, and they probably went through about the uh, same amount of lawyers. Yeah. The, um, the junior ADA, which is Paul Robinette, the first one, mm-hmm. um, and uh, what's her name, uh, Ruberosa in the second one, Connie, um, sh- that one sort of cycled through a lot more people because Jack McCoy was that job for uh, like 12 years or something like that. Mm-hmm. So that sort of middle job in the lawyers was three different people over time. The top job was about four different people, and the bottom job was you know, like six different. Mm. So. That's kind of interesting of a concept to make a show that they've like recycled through mm-hmm. so many of the main characters, but you still continue because it's not like, like you said, you don't get that much about their personal characters. It's just yeah. about like how the inner workings of those offices work. Exactly. So when it doesn't rest it on doesn't the character's really story. So, yeah. What, what's Whereas, interesting is you can like look at the cast and say, oh, this has got to be between this year and this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. SVU, yeah. I think, is much more like it's like Olivia Benson's story now. Yeah, like yeah. She is. I, I tried watching that. I watched it for a couple of years, but that's what ended up annoying me is it just wasn't enough like Lone Order Prime, as they call it, um, because it was too much about the cops. I don't want to yeah. watch a show for cops. <laughs> I want to watch a show for crimes and, you know. The stuff. procedurals in red tape. Mm. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I watched a lot of SVU in high school, so it was definitely different to watch this this time. Um and I was surprised how much I like was still really interested by the story and how much of it is like 
because it's a lot of just like dialogue between people in suits that like i feel like they could have done it in a way that would be really really boring to watch but Mm -hmm. they just they really knew how to keep the story going um and then there's some shots where (laughs) in the last episodes they learn that um they think they've got a good lead of uh this kid that uh was a good connection between there's there's a bunch of stuff with like little kids at uh-huh. first um and and how to find the the blog person because they really think that it's a student for the longest time until they figure out that it's a teacher and they think they have a good lead to find this kid named Lee and to tell the viewer that it's a dead end because the kid actually was killed by a, a car accident they cut to they them. go they cut to the grave which is like mm-hmm. Why the fuck did they need to go to the grave right. to learn that he had died? Like they're cops, they just so they like could just say, look it up or yeah. whatever. It was it was almost like they're like, hey, so what about your friend Lee? And they're like, well, we got something to show you. Do you have like twenty five minutes? <laughs> let's grab, let's drive across town. Yeah. So I feel like them. it's almost like like TV decadence because not only do they have a grave, but they had a speaking character who's in that one scene yes. only yep. as a, a cop or something. And so they like made a location trip yeah. mm-hmm. with the main actor and a new speaking cast member and they had, they had, yeah, grave, they had to pay know. that guy. And I imagine they probably like make the gravestone. Those aren't cheap to make. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, it seems like so much effort just to keep you like next to the next beat and not mm-hmm. keep having right. like the, the girl could have just easily said, Oh, he died. Yeah, exactly. You can't talk to him. He's dead, but it's not enough for the like movement of the the story yeah. to go forward even though it's a dead end and it's not even like mm-hmm. going anywhere i don't know it's like a, kind of interesting that they're writing that fine line between keeping you interested into something super procedural that could be really boring but yet sometimes you're like well that was a little too far maybe like mm-hmm. <laughs> you have just like exposition that like <laughs> not we don't need to see anything just like someone says something and that's yeah. enough I can say that last episode felt more than most episodes to to have a lot more red herrings and a lot like a, a much bigger gulf between that opening teaser yeah. and the rubber room ending with those, yeah it kind of the felt, school shooting you know it kind of felt like that would be the episode like you know the old like uh, cliche of like the red string like oh. this would be like, the episode like if you were to connect all the like different things you would have like the room full it, of like a knot it goes from here to here to here to here to here to here to here and then just ends up being this guy that you like i i felt like at a certain point they were setting up that like the teacher that they went to they like went across town to talk to mm-hmm. um was they were like sort of setting up that like he seems nice but he might be the like the culprit mm. and then just ends up being a person we haven't met we, yeah, yeah that was it's like it's a it's a twist non-twist where you're just yeah. like oh, okay so it's a, it's just another new character that we yeah. haven't seen yet mm-hmm. um the yeah they it was it felt really real like for being almost 10 years old it's still like the fact that it's a school shooting and we that's a big part of our right. like news right now it still felt like oh man that could be an episode made now for sure yeah um i was thinking the, about that and i didn't want to like you know, I sent this episode to you. Then we had a school shooting a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's never a good time to to watch this episode Un- if you need to keep it away from school shootings. Unfortunately, yeah. there is a school shooting. Like, Every, yeah, yeah. It's it's our it's our regular these days. Yeah, so. I, I but I do agree with you that like when I was watching it, I, even though like there are parts of the episode that I did laugh at just because like the absurdity of it, mm-hmm. I was like glued to the TV and I was just like, I wonder what is happening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it like, does like unravel and you're like, okay, well they've gone through all the different They have options. clearly crafted like a good way to like 
unveil mysteries yeah. on the mm. show, even though like at season 20, it kind of felt like they were like, you know, like the whole like rip from the news thing is sort of like a, you know, I don't want to say like a ha- like a thing that they rely on too much, mm-hmm. but like, you know, it was sort of like a, I mean, it was a thing that they were doing from the beginning, but mm. just be like, you know, what was it? It, it feels like, you know, like a Jay Leno monologue. Like, What's in the news today? You yeah, know, sort yeah. of like, <laughs> like, yeah. You could be really jaded from it. And yeah, be like, yeah, point. okay. But they you... they do tell like they tell them very well. So yeah, uh, yeah. And they had a, really... a lot of their own invention to it. I mean, the rubber room is a real thing, but didn't lead to any school shootings that I'm aware of. Didn't originate right. on some violent blogs right. that I'm aware of. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think like they they almost like mashed up different concepts. Like the there is the thing of the rubber rooms and like teachers are overworked and and not well trained and so like mm-hmm. shit happens and they don't it's difficult to deal with that but like how do you deal with the few teachers that do make mistakes and but but then also the system punishes teachers that are trying their best like stuff like that and then they mix with like school shootings and like kids that are having a lot of issues and don't know how to deal with their emotions and mm-hmm. so they want to take it out on everybody which is like a lot of is in the news right now just currently but then they make the teacher be that. And so they're mixing a whole lot of things, which mm-hmm. we have yet to have a real school shooting that was actually done by a teacher. Um, you, most lately, of the time it's a teacher. It's a, I, it's a yeah. student. Uh, I thought it was interesting that they actually had like an obstinate uh, union official who was blocking the advancement of their yeah, uh, and investigation. That's, and that's Sam <laughs> Waterston scene where he comes in just like, like screams like tears him apart yeah. exactly i will come and haunt your mom yeah like, it was like, like he like just like <laughs> pantsed him in front of everybody yeah. yeah and and if he had followed through on those threats it would have been a massive abuse of his office right. but it turns out it didn't come to that so mm. i guess it's okay because yeah. he does that crap all the time yeah and i love that it's like <laughs> i don't give a shit anymore i've been in this show for 20 years yeah. and i'm ready to get fired over yeah. this do you understand this is the series finale yeah. i can do whatever i want <laughs> um i did think that it seems like the most ridiculous part of that episode to me is that the union would be so gung-ho on protecting quote-unquote the like privacy of their union members to go against the law and like be an obstruction to justice i was like "Mm, i'm I'm pretty sure they'd get in trouble for that i'm on the fence about that because like they were going for a massive fishing expedition they wanted to get like computers from 2800 students yeah like both sides were wrong in this. Yes. I have heard stories of obstinate unions like that that infuriate me. And I've also heard of like massively intrusive uh, district attorneys. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, there are no winners. Yes, there are no winners. It's like very pushy to, th- to that is ridiculous. And then they have to like reel it back to like what is actually plausible to do. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. In a short amount of time. Yeah. But I, I had a good time watching it. Um, it I wouldn't mind if like. I don't have cable in my house, but it's definitely one of those shows that I could see if still if, I, as a rerun, I would keep on. Yeah. Like, yeah. If I'm just at home doing this and that, it, it's still very lovely to watch. Yeah. Or you can buy the box of the DVDs for about 400 bucks or something. So <laughs> I'm sure nice. it's worth it. <laughs> you know, what's another show that is not streaming, not related to this at all, but makes me really sad is the nanny. You cannot stream the nanny anywhere. Isn't it weird? Mm. It's a sitcom. Like what? I mean, it wasn't that long ago that Friends wasn't streaming. Now, like, Friends is mm. moving from Netflix to HBO Max, but, like... They are? Yeah. Um, it's such a weird, like, switch. I feel like Friends, though, is more of, like, the killer app for these streaming services. If yeah. they... Like, they know they can actually get subscribers. Who are they right. going to bring in if they bring on the nanny? I don't know if it'll be Me? that many. Right here. 
<laughs> you can get my book. You have to buy it in DVD. Are you, are you listening, Hulu? <laughs> yes. You'll get one more subscriber who's already subscribed. I don't know Disney Plus. I haven't bought Disney Plus yet. If the nanny so what wants to is, get on What it. you're saying is Disney should buy the rights to the nanny. Yeah. So it can be streaming it's at Disney Plus. It's like appropriate for children. Does it's that the, make Fran Drescher a Disney princess? Yes. The, 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 <laughs> they have to redo only, that Wreck It Ralph scene from the second one where he. I may all the say the only Jewish yeah. princess that we know of. Hey, would be, hey here you go. go. Get some of that. Uh, diversity street cred, uh, <laughs> Mr. Eisner. <laughs> Mr. What? Michael Eisner. Who's that? Disney CEO. Or? Yeah, let's move oh, on to the surprise. Boy. This know. deep cut, man. I don't know shit. We're talking about Disney Plus. Come on. Did you give a rating? Yes, out of uh, oh, yeah. five. Dun duns. <laughs> what? What did you say, Louis? Blogs. <laughs> out of five blogs. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> it feels about as contemporary it? as they were saying with blogs. <laughs> yes. Out of five blogs, what? How would you rate your experience watching it? Five plus, easily. Five plus. Yeah, I I love it, and it's <laughs> great to see it back on my TV. Um, I just lately bought the season twenty, so I could get this uh, last episode. I'm going to watch all twenty, uh, all twenty two that I haven't seen. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What about you, Drew Doug? I'll give it like three and a half. Mm, that's you know, pretty like, high for you yeah i don't know like it <coughs> excuse me um like i said it was kind of easy to like laugh at some of the stuff but like i don't know like i was having like i was truly glued to the episode yeah so, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know like there's a lot of things where i'm watching and i'm like looking at my phone or something and yeah. i was like pretty eyes on the screen so, yeah, yeah yeah i recently uh was just on a spoiled again episode that you just recorded should be coming out soon uh we Lewis asked us to watch uh, The Sixth Sense, which was great, mm-hmm. and also asked us to watch something called Ghost Goggles. Do uh-huh. not recommend. I recommend listening to the podcast. I do not recommend watching this. I wouldn't make my enemy piece watch of that movie. viewing. I don't even want to call it a movie. <laughs> and I Fair. told those guys that I did the most millennial thing I think I've ever done is I had to download a game app on my phone, which I don't have games on my phone in order to keep watching this quote-unquote movie that we have to watch because like it, it was to so... To keep your interest? To keep my interest from falling asleep to, like, understand what's happening. Like, I, I had to multitask in order to focus because wow. the movie-ish thing that we watched... just movie I just couldn't, like, <laughs> focus enough to, like, fully understand the story because it was just so poorly done i don't think the writer and director could focus enough to manage that <laughs> they story. also had to download games yeah <laughs> it is the longest 75 minutes of of your life yeah. when you watch yes. it it's just awful yeah it's it's real bummer Liza, anyway. what you what would you give it uh ghost goggles no yeah ghost goggles yeah <laughs> you're unspoiled again um, your scores are welcome law and order um i think i would give it a three out of five just because I st- I had a good time watching it, and I would definitely watch it if it was on my TV already. But I still like SVU better. Sorry, Lewis. Um, so I, I we can't be there friends was anymore. A, a like, Damn it! Bye. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was still like a part of me while I was watching those episodes. That I was like, ah, I I still think I'd rather watch SVU. Like I'm most likely to actively put on SV on my TV then like mm-hmm. I would seek out in line order but if line order was on I would keep it on kind of thing hmm. that's fair yeah yeah three three out of five blogs for I me. mean there's definitely qual- good qualities that are for different preferences nice 
Um, what is what? that that I'm what? hearing? I'm hearing something kind of coming from. <laughs> yeah, something's coming through the, the, the cans. What is that? What a whimsical woodsy <laughs> creature is coming our way. Can you hear the drums, Fernando? Hi, Fernando. Hi, Fernando. Welcome to this episode's surprise prize, where Fernando reveals his true colors. What if we got somebody on the podcast named Fernando? I can't wait. I can't wait. I don't know one person named Fernando that I do. Do you guys know anyone? I feel like I met a Fernando once. But I gotta think. Of who that <laughs> you gotta get us hooked up with this person. Yes. Exactly. If you have a friend of a friend whose name is Fernando, they're invited. Yes. Not you though. No, Whoever, not you. Yeah. They have to be but able to perform ABBA songs though, right? Am I understanding that correctly? Yes. Correct. Sure. Okay. Why not? Okay. Louis, can you see my piece of paper from where you're sitting? No, I can't. Okay, good. What about you, Andrew? I can see the whole thing. No. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I have a quick and easy peasy game to play with you guys. Okay. Um, I can't beat Lewis at games. I'm not very good at making games. Lewis makes great games on his podcast, so I'm not going to pretend like I can do that. Uh, but it's a quick trivia-ish game. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give you <clears throat> the years that... Uh, Lewis, remind me of the years you went to high school. 89 to 93. Okay, and we're going to try to guess. Well, I know the answer, so you guys are going to try to guess. What was the best motion picture winner (laughs) of each of those years? Oh, wow. And I don't have my phone, so I was going to give you some clues, but I think I can pull clues out of my butt instead. Okay. If you need them. You might not. Are you ready uh, oh, we can do the Lewis thing of you're going to shout your own name in order to buzz in your yeah. answer. Okay. It's a quick, rapid fire okay. trivia game. Okay. Lightning round. You're like, I get it. <laughs> Start playing. <laughs> okay, 1989. Mm-hmm. Best motion picture. What was it? I do not know. No idea. Okay, it has um, uh, Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman? Yes. Lewis. Yes, Rain- Lewis. Rain Man? Yes, correct. It's too easy of a clue. I need to find harder ones. Okay. 1990. Mm-hmm. What was the best picture? No idea. I don't remember any of these. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. It's going great. Uh, it has a very... The third most important character of that movie is a car. A car? In 1990. This was after the Love Bug movies of the early 80s. Uh, yeah, so I don't think it's Herbie fully loaded. <laughs> right. <laughs> Wasn't quite released yet, although I did think that, I do think that went Best Picture in like 2003. Mm. Um, it was after Christine. It was after Maximum Overdrive, and those those wouldn't win awards anyway. What kind of car was it? Can you tell? Old. Oh. <laughs> 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 like maybe the late 40s kind of car. Uh, maybe a Ford or something Lewis. Like Lewis? Driving Miss Daisy. Yes. Good job. Wow. See, it worked. My clue worked. Old cars. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a great clue. Okay. And we move on to 1991. Best pictures, please. Nope. Come on. No. No? Okay. The uh, main character is played by the same guy that was in Waterworld. Oh, Andrew. L- Lewis. Okay. Yeah. Andrew, Feel go. Feel dreams? No. Sorry. Dang it, now I know what it is. <laughs> Lewis. Lewis. Dances with wolves. Yes. Dang is it. that what you had? Yeah. Tatonka. Tatonka. 
1992. That, that movie does not hold up, by the way. I tried. It doesn't. I tried watching it recently. It was. It oh not, no! It's no. a very no. um, favorite movie in my household, like my home, oh, my yeah, family. We all, we all loved it at the time, but uh, I just couldn't get into it. This like time. it's like too racist. Yeah. yeah. And it's also very Hollywood. Um, like it, it, I remember some sex scenes artif- being very like a, too sensual. Everything feels oh, really? really artificial <laughs> to see it now. Know what I'm doing this afternoon? It feels super superficial. Is that what you said? Artificial. Oh, like oh, I'm looking at something on a set, and I just mm. yeah, bummer. Just, yeah. Hmm. hmm. Okay. Well, I'm glad we didn't watch it for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 1992. It is a movie. Um, where the like most famous character of that movie is really just in it for like probably up to twenty minutes of that movie on screen. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> no, I don't. Okay. I don't. Uh, the second clue is um that it has a very youthful Jodie Foster in it. Oh, uh, Andrew. Andrew. Signs of the Lambs. Correct. Ding, 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 ding. I'm not Good keeping job. track of points. I think Lewis is Lewis winning is a, so uh, far. Yeah, that was my first point. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I'm glad we sorted that out. Uh, this last one is going to be really hard because I actually don't have clues for it. Wow. Uh, so we might have to play charades. 1993 Best Picture. One word. Starts with a U. And <laughs> yeah. it's... Uh, when you don't forgive something, what? <laughs> Lewis. <laughs> Lewis. Uh, Unforgiven. Yeah, what is Unforgiven about? It's a clean, clean Eastwood um, western, but it's more about like obviously he's a great you know he's an uh, actor who's been in a lot of westerns, but mm-hmm. in this case he's like in. Uh, a decrepit old guy. Uh, it still is to this day, quite frankly. <laughs> yeah. uh, Does he talk to a chair change. with nobody yeah. sitting in it? <laughs> um, I wasn't able to sit in you. You're unforgiven. But yeah, he has to. He has to exact revenge um, because uh, not not a family member, but an acquaintance that he liked um, was murdered by outlaws, and so he goes oh, on, back so on the. Oh, so it's like path. Taken, a Western um, Taken. Yeah, a bit like that. Unforgiven Taken. That they have now retroactively called it the Western Taken. <laughs> uh, cool. Good job, Lewis. You won. Way to go, awesome. Lewis. You won at life. Guess and I you have. guessed that Unforgiven. That was, that was hard. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that one best picture. That's good. Yeah. Uh, There's a lot of really classics on this list. Yeah. Your high school years were quite eventful. They were for some people. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Thank you so much for coming, Lewis. Would Thank you, you like to tell us me. where we can find your Spoiled Again podcast? Uh, yeah. Spoiled Again and uh, the other podcasts that do uh, talk and chat are both available on Longball uh, Podcast Network. Um, longballpodcast at gmail.com. You can email us and find out... Uh, where to find it? No, I, could, <laughs> I don't know why I came up with the email address first. Longballstudios.com is where you can find it. Yes. And we're on every um, podcast network that we can think of. Uh, but you can check out Andrew's Patreon page if yeah. you want yeah. instead. You don't so have to that. shift all my Patreon spending over to uh, this one. So. Yeah. Ding, ding. Yeah. What's oh, your boy. network called? Good Talk? Good Talk Studios. Good yes. Talk Studios. Yeah. Um, no S. Good Talk Studio. Yeah. I don't know why it's I said just yes. one. 
one booth. You, you want to expand later on to yeah. multiple guitar studios? Yeah. Leave it o- open for an or option. Or franchise. Yeah. Cool. Um, you can find more episodes of Throwback to School wherever you found this one. Uh-huh. Same and place. And if you want more people to listen, you can review us on iTunes. It's most helpful. But, but, ah, podcast Apple podcast. of apples. <laughs> the podcast of apples. <laughs> <laughs> somebody, I wonder app. if somebody has started like the Apple podcast. Called, like a podcast named Apple? Just about apples. Oh boy, that's interesting. <laughs> Talk about all the new cultivars that are coming out this season. Yeah, I mean you're you're catch, catching a lot of the heat of the name Apple Podcast, so might I as well. I guess like you, you that hashtag must be really helpful. Mm-hmm. Hot. For <laughs> Hot everyone hashtag. who really wants to learn more about apples. Dude, like apples to are, apples game? No. Like, like if they were to play the apples to apples you game. You can't tell me with the amount of like podcasts there are in the world that there's not one about apples. I'm not saying that. I'm saying who wants to listen to that? Somebody. No. Definitely does. That is not the person talking on the podcast? Yeah. Or their mom? My mom doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> My mom doesn't either, okay? <laughs> I feel like but if someone were to make a podcast about apples, their mom is definitely listening <laughs> I know someone who listens. She's a farm girl. She like looks forward to all the interesting things that cult. You know, they're cultivating in apples every year. She makes apple cider. Oh, uh, I bet she would listen. Checkmate, Liza. Yeah, whatever. I don't know anything. Anyways, Apple Podcast. Find us on there, and you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. At throw back to school. Throw back to school, or uh, on the um, aforementioned website. GoodTalkStudio.com. Good job. Thank you. Okay. Thank okay. you so much, Lewis, for coming. Thank you. Come for back me anytime. On. I definitely will. I'll, I'll be back tomorrow morning. Oh, okay. Early. Cool. Just banging on the door. Yeah, we'll, we'll be talking about season two of uh, Law and Order. Oh, perfect. Excellent. See you tomorrow then. All right. <laughs> All right. See you tomorrow, everybody. Bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs>